Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hi, everyone. It's Natalie Jean, Natalie Jean. Yes, it's Chatting with Nat. And today we have entrepreneur and recording artist Kingsley. Kingsley's unique and unforgettable, unforgettable voice will warm you up and melt you down. Her presence is captivating and overwhelming. She sings only on her personal experiences of life, love, and her journey of becoming Kingsley. Kingsley doesn't just stick with one genre. Her vocal can do anything. Her songs are influenced by pop to R&B and anything in between. So let's give a round of applause to Kingsley. What are you Hi, Kingsley. Don't you love that button? I, I always had to say, yeah, that was great. I want you to feel good. I want you to know there. I was like, I'm hyped up. It's me. <laughs> I want you to know there's thousands of people in that applause, uh, that applause MP3, just applauding you because you're so phenomenal. How are you do- doing today? Oh, so, so good. It's a nice day in Portland, so really good. You know, I watched you the other day. What was I on? Was I on Instagram? I think I was on Instagram and you were sitting on the couch with, uh, I guess, three other friends. And I believe you were singing. That was you. Oh, yeah. Yes. I was like, what? That was a late night spontaneous. I I turned 28 last week and we all went out to get drinks together and we came back. Two of the girls are in my band. And then the other girl, I have a song that we came out together so we were like let's do the chorus it was like midnight we were very drunk (laughs) to do it it was pretty incredible i love that i was and i was just you just segued into a beautiful thing how was your birthday because i was going to ask you about that it was lovely i turned 28 and um it was hard right before you know i I don't know what it is about millennials, but we set up so many things by the year that it's supposed to be done. And so just going back and looking at where I thought I would be at 28 versus where I am just kind of shakes you up a little bit. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, I just rewrote some goals, rewrote them all again, reassessed, made some, like, realistic goals, and I feel better. 28. That is so young. Compared to me, who is old as dirt, I can't. <laughs> um, you're still young. You still listen. Age is nothing but a number. Look at me. I'm a hundred and I'm still doing things. So don't <laughs> about age because you have plenty of time to do everything that you need to do. So tell our audience that didn't see you on Instagram Live about your whole lipstick line. Yeah, so I launched the lipstick collection with a black-owned company called Event Cosmetics. Um, They're local here in Portland, Oregon, and we launched three different 
um, luxury lipsticks that match the three singles that I released uh, before my album is coming out. So there's this really dark um, liquid matte black. It's called Therapy, which is incredible. Um, there's a regal purple. It's also liquid matte. That's called All Me. And then there's the sheer um, luxury lipstick that's called I'm Fine, but you can also wear it as highlighter on your face. Like it's meant for multi-dimensions. It's incredible. And you can wear them all together as one, like creating your own color, mix and match and all that. They're, it's dope. It's so cool. Now, how would you pair that lipstick or some of the lipsticks or one of the lipsticks to your music? Yeah, we actually did some cameos. So like in my song Therapy, at the beginning of the music video, I'm actually putting on the lipstick before I bite this apple to fall into a labyrinth. Um, so just showing what the product actually looks like on me. Um, and I think it was just really important to have products that are good for singing and on stage. Like I kiss my microphone when I sing. And so um, instead of me just like, buying Maybelline every single month. It was like important for me to try to find a company that could make something that I would wear all the time. Right. And I right. would share with like my, my singer friends. So yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. <clears throat> how would you describe your music? Oh my goodness. Well, how I would describe it is different from how <laughs> A&R reps and indie labels. <laughs> I just got I called someone called Black Indie. What does black, black indie mean? I'm a black person who does indie music. I would never. <laughs> you see, oh. it's bizarre. It's bizarre how people want to divide people all the time. It's music, people. Music. No right? Oh, my goodness. He is an indie amazing artist. You could call her that, but black indie? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I didn't even, that's not even an option when you submit it Spotify. That's crazy. <laughs> that, is so true. that is not tell the world that is not an option so how would you describe indeed meaning i do everything independently and pop i just do popular music there you it go doesn't get as easy as that yeah you heard it from kingsley right here <laughs> black indie i mean that could be the name which of is so life. funny I had, I just had, my publicist had sent me something and we both gasped at the title and it was like Portland's hip hop and R&B songstress. Hip hop? <laughs> like, um, no. Um, yeah, you know what? That, that is so annoying because they just, it's, it's interesting. What I love about you is that, and I'm, I'm like you in the sense that people will look at us and assume what our sound will sound like. And then when you open your mouth, they they just gasp in awe and like what? That's not what I was right. expecting. And that's the beauty of being who we are because we can show right. the world everything that they think we are not. You know, we are not black people are not just R and B artists. They're not just you know pop artists. They're not just soul artists. They're not just jazz artists. They're not just blues artists. They're not everything that you want them to be. We are what we want to be, damn it. <laughs> and, yeah, I'm just, like, instead of assuming, just sit down and enjoy the music. Like <laughs> Exactly. That's another thing. Sit down so, and- like, I studied classical. I got have an opera degree. So, technically, like, 
Exactly. Like, all of the things don't matter for what people assume. I'm like, you just want to be serenaded? Cool. Sit down. (laughs) (laughs) Just sit your ass down. Um, But see, that reminds me so much of, like, Nina Simone, whom I love, um, because of the fact that she commanded people, look, if you're coming to see me or hear me play, sit down, shut up, and listen to me. And I mean, that, I, I, that's why I don't ever want to be background noise again. I will not play anywhere where I'm background noise. It's not happening. If I'm playing somewhere, it has to be uh, when you're listening to me, your eyes are gazed upon me. Yeah. yeah. We're so better than We're so much better than that. You know what I mean? No, I, man, I played a show one time where someone was literally playing skee-ball while I was performing. Just mm-hmm. skee-ball, you know? No, see, no. I've been in places where they have the TVs on. I'm like, no, that's not happening anymore. Because we have to start viewing ourselves as a product, as a brand, as somebody to be respected. And that just right. would not do that anymore. So, right. what's one thing you wish you had known when you began your career? Oof. <laughs> That just because they promised you they were going to do stuff for you doesn't mean you should pay them to do it. Like, sometimes learning it yourself um, is the better way. So, like, I don't know, people, like, with social media, if you don't know social media and you pay someone to, like, help you with that, mm-hmm. like, maybe just, like, learning things yourself. I wish I would have. Um, and I I've learned it, but still the hard way you know, that I was, like, very excited that someone was excited about me and it ended up just being not a good time and me spending a lot of money on things that I should learn myself. You know what? That is wise. Very wise. I agree with you 100,000%. Anything you ask somebody to do, you should learn, especially social media, Mm -hmm. especially um, the business of music. Yeah. You should learn the back end everything. Like I bought a book that talks to you about uh, music management, music business. It is imperative for people to understand agreements. Even if you hire somebody to do something, you should know the ins and outs of it. Because the person right. that's doing the you could, could ch- cheat you left and right. And might not be doing the thing right the way that you want it to come out. So thank you for that. That is very wise. I love that answer. What would you say, I hate the word failure, so I'm not going to use that word. Um, <laughs> Good, okay. Uh, what is your biggest non-outcome? <laughs> what did you learn from it? And what I mean from that is something that you tried to do and it just didn't happen at that moment. So what did you learn from that situation? Yeah, I try to block those out. Let me just think. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I like that too. Uh... <laughs> I like that too. I just try to block those out. I don't even the thing it. is, the thing is, and this is like the gospel truth, and this isn't me like feeling myself. And I've never not done it. It just didn't turn out exactly how I thought it was going to be. So I've never had something that I set up and it just didn't work out. Everything mm-hmm. has always worked out. 
it just has been constantly teaching, like humbling me to not keep my eyes on something because it may be different and different is, is always better. And I think like when I put my first album out in 2017 and I had the show and Mm -hmm. I thought it was going to be a sold out show and all these things. And like, we fucked up on so many songs and it it was just chaotic. I was like, I hired an eight piece band to play at my thing with like three practices, you know, like, so we all, we went through with it. I think my like biggest lesson to learn is like, it just because you picture it in your head doesn't mean that's the way it's going to come out. And that is okay. Yeah. I agree with you 100%. Yeah. What do you, no, what does your music say about you? Um, that my heart hurts. <laughs> that boys are dumb. Um, <laughs> I'm going to start dating women from now on. Just don't oh break my, my heart, God. ladies. Ah, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> hey. Um, my music says about me is uh, I have no secrets. I'm very honest and humble with 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 my pain, that there's just no part of me that hides. When I write it, sometimes it makes it out to the world, so some songs make it on my my album, but a lot of my, like, deep, heartfelt songs, they're written, you know, but they're they're for me to be honest with myself. Right. I like that. That was a, actually a very good. That was a very good answer. <laughs> I love that. Uh, who are your main musical influences? Okay, so this is actually really funny. So I grew up to be a hardcore Disney kid. I was born in 93, but my parents were like either Christian music or Disney Channel. So I went so hard into Disney Channel, so hard in the paint. And my upcoming music video, I decided to dress like the people who I grew up wanting to be. And so one of them is an 80s sitcom show called Gem and the Holograph. Do you remember that? Yes, please. Okay. In front, front and center in front of the TV for Gem and the Holograph. So um, I, government name is Mo, and I picked Kingsley. Like, I specifically wanted an alter ego the way that Jerrica had it because of Gem and the Holograph. Right. I thought that was incredible. And I loved it that they could wrap up the entire episode in a minute song. I thought that that was great. I loved it you know, um, and it taught me really good writing for courses. Everyone's like, you could write, you write such a good hook. And I'm like, Gem in the Hograph. The second people that are in my music video is the Jonas Brothers. So I dress up as Nick Jonas and my best friend dresses up as Joe and we have a mannequin for Kevin and uh, the Jonas Brothers. They inspired me so much of like um, polish, what a polished product really looks like. And um, just having fun on stage with your music. So everyone has always said like, you're so great on stage. You're so fun. And I'm like the freaking Jonas Brothers, man. That's right. I watched it. <laughs> it was very, I actually, I actually enjoyed it because I didn't know a lot of the things they went through before they became so big and famous. They're really interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they're cute. Just those um, promises, you know, from the labels. Promises. 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 Um, so I'm going to play your song, All, All Me. Tell me what that's about. Um, I wrote All Me when I was in a relationship with this person that pretty much told me that they loved me first, and I never said I love you to anyone, so I just, like, said it back, and as right. we grew and learned, he would tell me, like, you know, I love you, but I just, like, I can't be the person for you, I'm not whatever, I'm not 
whatever. And, like, even though the person that says it's them, you feel like it's all you. So, like, all me. Everything feels like it's all my fault of why this relationship isn't working. Um, so that's what it's about. <laughs> okay, we're going to do that right now. Hold on. We're going to have a word from our sponsors. Hi, it's Jordan and Madison, and we're Jay Madison out of Nashville, Tennessee. We'd love to tell you about B-Squared Management, artist services by artists for artists. Get your press, branding, single release, and sync success plan now at bsquaredmgmt.com. And listen up to our latest single, Down, now on Spotify. But you wanted to stay Should have let go Had to go your own way
I was grooving. I was shaking my thumb. Yes. <laughs> I was singing along. I was like, oh, yeah, they can't hear me. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. You have What I love about you, you have a very unique voice and a lot of versatility. Now, did you ever think about doing the whole opera thing since you studied it? Oh, my goodness. No, I couldn't wait to not do opera songs. (laughs) Yeah, it's just trying to, the thing about my vocals are, and you can even hear it in my speaking voice, like I have a very rustic, like very grimy, natural voice. And like trying to tune it to um, function in a classical way, which is a very standard way of singing, um, my voice just would fight back. I would leave rehearsals just so rasped because my voice is like, I want to do that. I'm not going to do that. I just don't want to. (laughs) Just like, no, no, you're never going to do that. (laughs) And Uh, even when I sing today, like I don't force my voice to do anything it doesn't want to do because it won't. It'll just stop working. (laughs) It just doesn't, no. No, I, I love that. Your voice is telling you, look, I know what you want. So just do what I say. <laughs> who would you love to collaborate with? Ooh, like in, in life, I would love, love, love one time to collaborate with Beyonce. Um, just to just to um, have a new sign that says, what would Kingsley and Beyonce do to hang on my wall? DM her. DM her on Instagram. I was reading that Lizzo DM'd uh, Chris Evans and he responded. Oh my gosh, I just saw that TikTok. <laughs> you need to just DM. You don't know what's going to happen. They just That's never true. know. So you should try to do it. And the next time I was <laughs> Beyonce doing your thing, you'd probably freak out but you'd be doing your thing. Um, <laughs> I would definitely freak out. You're like, what? Um, what advice would you give someone wanting to pursue a career similar to yours? I mean, that would include yeah. the and the, and the cosmetics. Yeah. Um, it's okay if you don't get things right the first time around. Like it's it's okay. It's this is all learning and changing. Like putting out products. Like the the iPhone, we get updates every freaking other month on things, right? So just put it out and then change it later kind of a thing. And then um, stop comparing yourself to the Internet people. Like your people will come if you put out um, good product. The people that are supposed to be a part of your journey will be there. Yeah. you to speak your truth? Phew, man. Um, it's you can't lie anymore because it's going to be forever on the internet. Then people are going to be like, well, you said in 2010 on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's important. It's freeing. It feels so nice to just leave and not have to think like, uh, you know, is that what they wanted me to say? Or I just, man, I, I, yeah, I just, it's, it's freeing. It feels so nice to just share who you really are and, and most people enjoy it. Like we, most people want your authentic self. So, yeah. But have you always been like that? Have you been always been so authentic? Um. Yeah. I. I have always. I. So I grew up in a white suburban area, and um, I grew up with seven siblings. So figuring out who I was as a person happened really young because being a 
black kid in a white area and having so many siblings, it was like I needed to figure out my personality and who I was going to be very young. Um, right. And obviously you grow and you change and trauma and, you know, you move forward in life. But I have always been like the very confident kid, the person who likes to make people laugh. I like to be the happiness, like keeper, <laughs> you know, um, it just, it's over time has grown that it, I can um, radiate that from state, from the stage. Um, yeah. No, I like that. I like that. Um, what are the best resources that have helped you along the way? And this could be mm, best resources. <laughs> well, YouTube can be a great tool if you use it correctly. There's been right. so many times I will YouTube a video on like how to something, something, something. YouTube has been incredible. That was even just like with my college degree. The, the YouTube guy that helped me with statistics, I hope he's doing well in life because <laughs> without him, I wouldn't have passed that class. Um, YouTube has been incredible. Um, books. Um, so like most of the music industry books from the 90s are by men. There's been a couple of them that have been written by women now. There's one by Lindsay, shoot, I forget her name, Lindsay Fahidi. I apologize. She's going to kick my butt. She has a book um, that's like Be Your Badass Self, and she, she plays for the band Cold. Um, mm. She's a metalhead. She's in L.A. I actually did a podcast with her, and she, we, I, we, we clicked so hard. And her book is basically about, like, never telling yourself no in the music industry. Like you're going to get no's from everybody else. You better not tell yourself no. That's right. And I thought that that was dope. I like that. I have to read that book. All right. Well, thank you for that resource. Um, Who are the three people who have, who have been the most influential to you? Um, My mother. She has taught me to just keep chasing after my dream. And on the days that I don't believe in myself, she's just reminded me um, of the four-year-old Mo who wanted to be in the very moment that I am right now. So she's been incredible on this journey. Um, My best friend started a company called Women Crush Music. And she has been just incredible of me watching how she helps the music industry and women that has taught me how to be a better ally and advocate for women in the industry. Um, and it's taught me like the spotlight is for everyone. You know, I, I came into it thinking like I, there's only one, you know, there can only be one black pop artist, you know, and Lizzo's already ahead of me. And it's just like not true. There's so much, so much abundance in the universe. And so just being a part of her company, Women Crush Music, has really taught me um, that. And it's gotten me much more opportunities and good friendships. And then um, the final person isn't a person I know in real life. Um, I've actually never um, met this person, but um, his name is Brendan Bouchard. And he actually was like the wellness or like the coach for Oprah and for Usher and he works with big name people. I have his book. I have his um, daily journal. I listen to his podcast, The Brennan Show, and I watch all of his YouTube. Um, so he, I call him my um, online mentor. I love that. I love the fact yeah. that you you know the people from uh, Women Crush. Yeah, my my best friend started that company. I love that because we are going to be interviewing. 
them on the sim radio network because i contacted them and it was like oh i would love for you to be on our podcast you know just another uh female owned uh website trying to do things for women and i think that's awesome and they said yes i don't know if she, so it's one of the other people that works that works on the platform as well that's going to be interviewed um so what i love about them is that they answered and they said yes you would not be you would be amazed at how many of these female platforms will not answer or they refuse to be on a podcast because it's not um, Taylor Swift that's holding the podcast or they're too high up to be able to be on a podcast. What is so crazy is um, Ashley for Women Crush, she did a podcast like back in the day and she's mm-hmm. gotten three people who have heard this podcast to ask for her client help. And she's busy with her workload, so she passes them on to me. And I'm like, well, where did you hear from them? And they said that they just Googled women in music podcast, and she was the first one to pop up. Really? That's literally it. So, that like, is- all of the people who don't want to take the opportunities that I'm like, you, you're you missing out on so many shots, man. <laughs> exactly. It just doesn't make sense. So I contacted this uh, group called Girls Irate. And so they had me fill out a form, and then they says, well, the I guess the manager or whoever owns the site, they said, well, they can't do this. <laughs> it wasn't, well, you know, and right now is not a good time, and maybe later. So I replied back, it's a shame that you have a uh, female organization, and you won't even collaborate with another one. So what do you stand for? You know, I got, I haven't heard anybody respond. I just. It's a pet peeve of mine. That's why Sisters in Music is all about, you know, I don't care where you are in life. It shouldn't matter. It's freaking music. Um, And we, so that's why we want to give a voice to the unheard and the heard, you know, because we all have something to If you're doing stuff for women, there shouldn't be a tier that I have to be on (laughs) so that you can do my podcast or me come on your podcast. It's just it's BS, and I can't stand that. You just no. don't know who's on the other end of the receiver. It, that's the thing about me. Like, if I have an opportunity to talk and share my story, even when I perform music, like I played in Seattle, there was literally four people at this show. This was, like, four years ago. Four okay. people. One lady came up to me, and she was like, I thought you were playing at Madison Square Garden. It was so much energy. I'm like, yeah, girl, you deserve it. Four people. And right. then four years later, she had me play at her mom's, uh, um, 90th birthday party, 200 people. I made three thousand dollars. They tipped me. They gave me food. They paid for my hotel. You, you just never know. You see, I love that. I love that. Yes, you never know. You just never know. What is the one common myth about your profession or field that you want to, to debunk? Um, that it just takes one song and one music video to make it. <laughs> and that that if you do your dues you'll make it it's just like it's not it's it's, you make it every day if you get to do what you love and if you have that mindset the money will come if you have that mindset the clout will come you know so true you are so 100 percent right um that is a good answer and i love that answer um but yeah you're right um the cool thing about one music video, <laughs> one single, and then you're, 
just got one thing about the. <laughs> and there and there have been people like that, but you know what they're called? One hit wonders. Right. And then, you, and then you never hear from them. They might come back twenty years later, and you're just like, "Where have you been?" Oh, I remember that song. <laughs> Hello. Play play your old song. Don't play anything new. <laughs> what, I would, what I would add to that is the fact that people think that if you ride somebody else's coattails, you'll be famous too, but that's not how it works either. I know people that are just trying to latch on to other people and say, okay, if I collaborate with this person, then I'm going to make it. No, that's not how it works. You have to work. You have to work. And what I find is that a lot of people seem to be extremely lazy when it comes to this music industry, because I think they see how hard it is. And so they write us to take shortcuts and rather learn the whole aspects of the music business which can be crazy out of yeah all of your, it's always going to be work i love the work yeah. you gotta like the work you gotta like the work it might drive you crazy but you gotta like the work out of all of your songs which one is your favorite um ooh. depends on like performance wise so if it's like a pop set where i get to play with backing tracks my mm-hmm. favorite song is You because you dance around and you flick people off and it's really fun and you get to scream at the guy or girl or, or, or alien or person who broke your heart. So I really enjoy that one. But if it's like a stripped down acoustic set, it would be probably um, my song You Didn't because it's a really heartfelt song. And when I get to actually sing the words and people to like feel the words, it's one of my favorite yeah. feelings. All right. If you were talking to a younger version of you, what advice would you give yourself? I'm still giving myself this advice. Younger, I had to tell myself this today. Every every day to be more thankful because I work so hard to get to this very moment and like mm-hmm. to enjoy it more. That I I'm always constantly looking ahead of myself. Like the lipstick, the day we launched the lipstick collection, I was like, okay, so we need to start working on the other skin products we're doing. I didn't even enjoy that the lipsticks were out. So I have to constantly ring myself back in and live in the present. And it's it's my 10-year self 10 years ago and my 10-year future self. I'm going to say that to myself all the time. Just enjoy. enjoy. What are your goals, your ambitions with your music career? Whew. Yeah, um, I want to be as big as Ariana Grande, Lizzo, Beyonce. I want I want to live every day in my craft, and whether that's you know doing movies, TV shows, music, modeling. Like I I love the entertainment industry, so my never ending goal is to live, play, work, die in the music or in the industry, entertainment industry. All righty then. Now, I saw somebody tag you on um, Instagram. Um, are you, so are you modeling also? Because it was like a modeling company. Yeah, um, I'm signed. Yeah, I'm signed with a modeling agency. Um, yeah, that's all I'll say about that. <laughs> I can't legally say anything else. This this has been a hard, and I'll I'll speak honestly because I don't know where it's going to end up. Um, But this is like the good lessons of learning. Um, It's a new path for me, so I don't know much about it, and I'm having some hard lessons in life with signing with an agency and not really knowing what to expect and how to speak adequately about what I want. 
And so, again, man, learn it, learn it, learn it, learn it before you do it so that you can be wiser and better and stronger. Yeah, I went on their site just to see. It's under construction yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah. But, well, 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 we just have to see when it's not under construction. Yeah, we'll see. And we'll I will see. contact you and I will say, so what's going on? <laughs> Yeah, um, I will update you. You know me. I'll keep it trill. <laughs> no, I, I know that. Why is that I know you will. That's why I'm going to ask you. So what's going on with that? So what do you have coming up for the this year? I mean, the pandemic. I just got my first vaccine shot, which I hated. Um, my arm still hurts. But what do you have coming up? Are you going to tour? Are you performing? I got the, I've, I'm both, I'm back double. I got my second one last week. Oh, wow. um, yeah, I'm sorry about your arm. It, the second one hurts just as bad. Thank you. Um, I'm hoping to move. I'm hoping to move out of the country. Um, I was supposed to do a UK tour last year. Obviously, none of that happened for anybody. And so I don't know if I'm going to try to put the tour back together or if I'm just going to pick up my roots and move. But um, I'm weaning the end of my time here in Portland and um, five years, and it's been incredibly fruitful. But I'm ready to, like, you know, dig a little bit deeper, dig a little bit harder. I've gotten a little too comfortable being here, and I'm I'm, I'm a go-getter. So. And where are you going to move to? I think outside of London. Yeah, I feel like my music will do really well there. I have a lot of London Spotify listeners. I don't know how well that will translate into actual physical bodies, but um, I feel like I will do well outside of London area. And it's easier to tour there, you know. You said I am going from Portland to London. You know, I was not expecting you to say the UK. (laughs) I was like, oh, I should probably go to yeah, no, but but you are accurate about the UK, London. Um, when I talk to a lot of artists, and I talk to my music producer who works with a lot of uh, uh, artists overseas, you know, they said it's a lot easier to become famous in Europe than it is in the United States because the United States people are too damn picky. Um, and in Europe, he has he knows somebody that's so famous over there, but when he the person comes back to the United States, nobody knows who he is. Um, I think in Europe, people are just more amenable to the creativity of the artist. Mm. They have, yeah. they have a great, awesome music scene. So I agree with you 100%. If your goal is to move to uh, London, you'll do very well there. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> You're like, yay. And so now, when are you <laughs> Um, I think I'm going to go after the holidays. I haven't spent a Christmas or Thanksgiving with my family in like six years. So oh. I think I'm going to go home for home to Chicago for November and December and then probably move at the start of the, the next year. Now, do you already have a place to stay in the UK? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, but now I said it on your podcast, so someone's going to be listening and they're going to put me up. Right. Here you are, you heard. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> like you know what I'm just leaving I don't know where I'm <laughs> I love that though because you're a go-getter you're just like I'm gonna do my thing it's all going to work out it's in the stars all is in divine order that's it I'm going to make it and that's a great attitude to have because you'll go far with that attitude you'll go very very far 
and you'll be a star. And then I'll have to get on a plane and have to go to the UK to go see you perform. And then you'll have a British. Hell yeah. You'll have to come on stage and do a song. Oh my gosh. came all this way so we can call it a business expense. (laughs) That's going to be fantastic. And you're going to have a British accent and then I'll have to have one too. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be awesome. No, I'm very excited for you. Good for you. I love to hear people that follow their dreams are not afraid to, to do anything. And you know what? You take your, your, your cosmetic line over there and your wine line and, and you, you're going to write a book and you're going to do all these things and it's just going to be amazing. Then you'll go on tour, European tour. Yeah, I have it all set out for you. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm writing down notes. I'm like, okay, we're going. We're doing it. <laughs> I'm writing it down for you because I said, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Now tell our audience where they can find you on the internet. Um, TikTok, Instagram. I don't use my Facebook as much anymore because I don't have any shows, but that could change now that everything's changing. Um, of course, on all streaming platforms, definitely subscribe to my YouTube channel. I have one more really dope music video coming up, and all of the music videos from my upcoming album are directed and oper- camera operated by two amazing black women here in Portland. So, yeah. Awesome. Tika and Cameron, thank you, ladies. Awesome stuff. So, what are some wise words you li- like to live by or love to live by? Mm, wise words I love to live by. Worrying never made the problem disappear or get fixed quicker. That is phenomenal. Because that is so, so true. So, so true. Don't do it. Don't worry. Yeah, worrying doesn't doesn't do anything for you. And and in fact, it prohibits you from doing anything because you're like, oh my God, what if I do this and this is going to happen and da-da-da and that's going to happen, blah, blah, blah. It just doesn't work. You either got to yeah. do it or you don't do something. Because um, as we've seen, life is very short. And at a mo- yeah. moment, yeah. It, all things can cease. <laughs> and you stay at home for a year <laughs> worrying about people dropping dead from a virus. So, when you live through a pandemic, you know what? You should be like, oh, my God, the sky's the limit. I'm just going to do everything because life is so short. Right? That's it. Sky's the limit. We're out. We're out. <laughs> Never we, are, <laughs> we are going to do our thing. And, you know, and as black women, we can do any genre that we want to and not call it black indie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Uh no such thing. It's like we're always having to fight for something. Listen, dudes and dudettes. Uh, it's called music. And it's called We Are People. Just like you. Just because we like if I don't call myself it, you probably shouldn't. I think I just go by that rule when I'm like trying to decide, right? Mm-hmm. I usually don't go up to someone and be like, he, la, la, la. I let them tell me what they are and what they prefer, and then, then we go from there. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Same with music. Like, let the artist tell you what genre their music is. Chances are they're right. I love it. I love it. Well, Kingsley, it's been awesome to have you on chatting with me. Your career, I'm going to follow you with 
I may be a groupie and a stalker um, when you go to UK and London so I can get on stage with you because you rock. You're certainly awesome. So thanks yeah, again. I would love that. I appreciate this. This was so fun. Well, I'm glad to have you. It was truly an honor. You are amazing. I got to get some of your lipstick. I'm going to try to find it. Tell me where to find it. I'll, I will message you and you can On my website. All right. Well, you just come from your website. (laughs) I hope you have an amazing week and I wish you much success in everything that you do. Yeah, we'll go keep in touch. Talk to you soon. I will talk to you soon. And that was Kingsley, everybody. Until next time, this was Chatting with Nick. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Love you, love you, love you.